Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 385's After Show. It's the After Show. So many of you are here. So glad you could join us. Wow, and I'm checking out the chat, and it looks like it is also on fire. So good to see. We just wrapped up the regular show, and uh, of course we had Two planned. of the biggest stars in our sport on tonight. Yeah, what's the average rating of our show tonight? Uh well, we definitely bring it down. <laughs> well, yeah. Are you including us? Like, no, no, Mr. Mr. Not. Like what? Nine forty, nine fifty, nine thirty-five. Yeah, certainly six. no. I'm talking about, uh, of course, Chris Dickerson and Paul McBath. I think they're each about a, a you know a thousand rating points ahead of us. Uh, I mean, just McBath but. is currently ten fifty, and I think I saw earlier uh, Dickerson's ten forty-five. Okay, well, what's what's so, your rating right now? Oh God, I don't even know. Uh, it's probably like nine thirty or nine. I, I think I'm still 934. Not that I care about it, but you go to C tiers with yeah, not no. very many. Um, yeah, C tiers are known to, to wreck your. Not rating. Ju- no, I mean, a C tier means nothing. But if you go there and there's not a lot of, we'll say, high caliber rated players, yep. that's what kills you. I mean, you could be at a B tier that uh, any. Yeah, 933 currently. The, Ooh, uh, every. Every single one of my last four or five or six are this <laughs> the smallest, just about the smallest C tiers mm-hmm. you could look for. And then I uh, clearly I didn't play that well at them. But even if had I played that well at them, yeah, it wouldn't have. It's, it's it not, wouldn't have. Yeah, it's not pushing you into the uh, uh, elite no. range. We'll, no. we'll put it that way. All right. So a uh, couple quick things uh, again. If you're new here in the after show. We uh, love to read stuff off the chat board, hopefully reply to any questions that you may have out there. Uh, Also, topics may or may not be related to disc golf. Sometimes they are, and and often they are, but sometimes we uh, wildly go off the rails or off track from anything that's related to disc golf. In the after show, we're allowed to talk about anything we want. Usually, we still talk about disc golf, but we're allowed to do it. Yeah, freedom of speech, man. (laughs) <laughs> don't censor me yeah no we're not gonna do that um we and like i said we see a lot of regulars out there so uh i'm gonna start real quick i see dust correction uh logged in as dust esports mm-hmm. uh i don't think i confirmed with you dustin i think it's murray murray uh dustin uh worked with me this last weekend not only is dustin a professional esports commentator but he's also picked up disc golf in the last few years uh interested in doing more commentary and then and then they say cut his teeth so is that the phrase at uh at working a camera this weekend as well so really trying to jump into the disc golf media normally he's here tuesday nights as he is tonight um lurking on the chat board 
But uh, Dust, I want to dust in. I want to say thank you. Uh, I started editing together some of the footage where he operated as a catch cameraman, and he he caught the disc coming in, and it That's was great. That's all you can ask. Yes. So, Dustin, I and for the rest of the world, I was at the 19th annual Jubilee taking place in Fairhope, Alabama this week weekend. I worked with Flex Line Pro, a couple of guys from down in the Mobile, Alabama area, and between them and and me and Dustin, we were able to capture a first round MPO feature card, a first round FPO card, and then a second round FPO lead and second round MPO lead. So ultimately four rounds of golf were captured, which will turn into eight total videos. One, two, three. Yeah, sure. Um and those are in the works to being uh, officially kind of wrapped up and released, hopefully. And if they don't happen in the next two days, then it's going to be after Arizona next week, and they'll all release then. But uh, super excited to get the coverage. And thank you to Michael Gibney and the entire crew down there. I, I had a really good time. Uh, Fairhope, fun place to be, and uh, they put on a really great event. And then I also had the pleasure of uh, meeting up with Grant and Webb Warren, who's also a smashy, yep. and uh, a couple other individuals from over there at the Bay County Disc Golf Club, uh, where we'll also be covering Matty O's initial or his very first two rounds of competitive play with Westside. My bu- my other buddy, Dustin, <laughs> will be down there filming that in Florida this weekend when I'm at the Shelly Sharp. Wow. So there's... Good. Coverage galore. So much off-season coverage. It's crazy. It's crazy. So good time. Big shout-out. Had a lot of fun. And um, look look for that to all get released here soon. All right. What uh, is on the board out here? Uh, not a heck of a <laughs> lot. Uh, I-, I know we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the other disc golf things yes. that are going on in, in right. the community today we saw Paige pierce release and paul kind of hinted at it or flat out said it um the teaser trailer whatever you want to call it for her fierce documentary and it looks awesome it sounds awesome to be Ooh. Blunt. Hopefully uh, there was the, the not, au- not a part with me in it then. No, not good. Yet. I mean, there actually was. There, your oh. your voice did come in there, and I don't know if that was pulled directly or if those were reshoots. I know some of the commentators had done a few mm. uh, reshoots, and I think you went out to Utah to do some stuff with them at yeah, one point. Uh, but but ultimately, uh, it looks and sounds phenomenal. So I'm excited to to see exactly what they're going to, what kind of story they're going to tell. Um, you can kind of get a general idea. It sounds like it's really her. Uh, it's it almost feels like it's a, a year recap for her with a little bit of this is disc golf. You know, he, here's here's what we're you know, I, they had Nico talking about, you know, people getting hooked on disc golf. So I, I feel like that is what at least the trailer presented. Yeah, I, I know this is going to sound silly. I, I didn't see it today. I don't I I've heard everybody now talking about it. I have not watched it. So the second okay. we log off tonight, that is that will be the first thing that I do because I've heard now people reference it and I don't know how it slipped past me today. Maybe I was in just in hardcore edit mode mm-hmm. or or fighting on Twitter mode or whatever, but yeah, I I did not see it. Um, I knew that she was in fact flying out to Philadelphia uh and she was going to meet with another narrator um that that was uh so you're getting replaced no i i don't think so <laughs> i don't think my full day of doing uh, narr- uh narration is getting um uh, maybe obviously some of it's not going to be in there but yeah she's meeting up with carly lloyd um the soccer player uh i believe who's going to be doing some of the narration okay and she's super stoked about it i think she said she was flying out this morning uh to head out there and meet up with her so uh yeah i'm excited to see this trailer everybody's raving about it 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 was phenomenal awesome Um, sticking with alabama Mm. i believe you were at an event was Paige pierce there as well she was and that kind of snowballed this entire weekend uh to make it even that much more fun and unique 
Well, I'll just I'll just give the overall p- quick premise to it. For starters, initially when talking to Michael Gibney for the Jubilee this weekend, it was talked about, hey, and we've talked for a couple of years about finding a way to have me involved with it uh, to potentially film it. The story continued to roll on that we were going to likely see Matty O have his West Side debut at this event. He's played here before. Uh, he lives right near there, all of that. And we kind of got the the wheels in motion for coverage to happen. That was the initial premise. And then it was discovered that Matty O was not going to be around this weekend because he was going to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I, b- I believe his significant other has a few children. Uh I'm I'm thinking that was part of the tie-in, or maybe he just loves the Little Mermaid, as I think I posted somewhere. Um, but Matty O is going to Disney World, and I was like, I remember texting him. I'm like, no, no, I'm coming down to help. Like that's part of the allure of covering the C tiers, your first event as a West Side player. And he's like, sorry, not going to make it. Uh, clearly, still uh, a solid field. Colin Forehands uh, down there. Uh, Cam Colglazer, who announced his his departure from Prodigy recently. Um, so clearly, still some good players, and that was kind of the premise. Well, as the talks continued, um, I'll, I'll call it a situation. A situation arose where it sounded as if, or, or the the reports back were that there were a number, upwards of a dozen women that were planning on playing in Saturday's of uh sorry Sunday's event uh in the pro and advanced divisions were going to play in Sunday's event but out of uh for lack of a better term boycott we'll say out of boycott and or out of frustration or 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 whatever grounds that they have they didn't want to support and field field a field they didn't want to uh to to create and generate a field um, to play with a player that is has trans is transgender, and it sounds like that's a heavy sentiment by some down in that area. At least for this particular event, it was. And so, in doing so, I think there were upwards of ten or twelve. I heard twelve. Really? I heard thirteen. Wow, whatever the number that's is. A lot. Yeah, they they had then um, opted to play in say the recreational division on Saturday as opposed to playing on Sunday. And once Paige Pierce and Tina Oakley and originally Zoe Andike and Madison Walker had heard of this news, they said that they absolutely were on the opposite side of that and didn't agree with that notion. And so in order to show support and in order to have a field and everything else, they all, I don't want to say banded together, but they all collectively decided, hey, let's go... Mm -hmm. And let's play. Let's to make sure that there's a division. And (laughs) so crazy to hear. (laughs) I'm going to spoil my own coverage, but to hear Paige say, you know, as I said to her, Alabama C tier January three three words you just wouldn't string together when you're talking to Paige Pierce. No, that's not her. It's the off season for a lot of our players who are not who are often just taking it easy right now and still kind of relaxing and prepping. And so, uh, th- th- yeah, so it ended up being a division of five. Uh, Zoe Endike um, w- uh, ultimately wasn't able to play, but they had five, which were how the cards were. It was five sums anyway, so it worked out. There were five total uh, women along with uh, Emmy, I believe is her name. She's awesome. Um, so, in working w- in conjunction with Flexline Media, like we said, all of a sudden I had an MPO card that I was kind of planning on covering, but then we have this incredible FPO card, which, by the way, had <laughs> 30 to 50 gallery uh, participants watching and zero watching the men, which I, it's not really funny, but it's funny. to it's, it's just such a difference. You don't normally see there be more spectators That's the for point. the women than you do the men, but when you have Paige Pierce... Mm-hmm. She is a... She draws a crowd. Uh, she draws a crowd. I mean, a, a, along with the rest of those women. And so it was... It was. It became my initiative and very much so that said, hey, I want to shine a spotlight on FPO and also shine the spotlight on MPO. So in working with Flexline Pro, uh, we were able to capture, like I said, all of those rounds and their 
being edited and will be put out very soon as a result of it. So that's kind of the story. So when people are saying, Paige, huh? C-tier? Did you? Paige hadn't even played the course. No. She didn't even practice the course. She played it blind during round one. I think her scores maybe reflected that. But she was there in support. That that was the full and story. I, I, she's a leader, period. I mean, I, they're, they're phenomenal. Um, is that the... Or, or did you get any of that sentiment as to the players that decided not to play the event? Or, or, or was that kind of just not spoke of? Was it... Was, I, I, I mean, personally didn't have any conversation or inter- yeah. any interaction or or just a conversation with anyone um, because we've myself and I'm you know going to play slight devil's advocate here. I've looked at registrations before and seen that there is someone I do not want to play with. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually, it's a personality conflict. Like, ah, eh, I'll yes. skip that event. I don't need to play with. I, I know the field's small enough. There's a great odds I'm going to play with that person. Eh. Or or I'll play a different division. Sure. Or I will look at a division and be like, oh, geez, you know, if, if this was like a local, let's just say we had a, you know, six masters and suddenly Johnny McRae shows up and, and he's like, I'm like, okay, well, that's not fun. We know Johnny's going to win. Maybe I could see playing a different division. That wasn't this case, though, from what I heard. Correct? That this was a direct. Uh, yeah, it, it, it it wasn't due to the fact that like oh you know someone that's way better than us is going to come well, in. No, it, win. It, my understanding, take it for what it's it is yeah. a, a thousand miles away with not yeah. every Little detail. Speculation we have, but here. my understanding is that it, it, it uh, whether you use the term boycott or protest or, or something along those lines, it's in that vein of okay. Um, we, we do not want to compete against this person, and therefore. Uh, that's why we're not going to. Uh, that's why we're not going to sign up and play. That okay. that is absolutely my understanding. I believe that is exactly the case uh, as to what unfolded. And and ex- like I said, when extremely unfortunate when Paige and and the others had heard of it, um, they they said no. We we want to be there. We're going to come play and um, uh, want want to show our support. So yeah, and then. Again, Paige, I think, made a very, I, I'd like to think Paige kind of, in similar words, said what I just said. And she said it on an Instagram post uh, that evening um, as well when when we returned. And I, I'm going to flex a little in, in fan fanboy out. I was privileged enough that on my return, uh, I was flying back out of Pensacola on yesterday morning and Paige, uh, unplanned originally, Paige and Alyssa, uh, very graciously invited me to their home and allowed me oh. to crash on in one of their many bedrooms <laughs> as they're sprawling all out, uh, out over their uh, wonderful this uh, abode that they have. So thank you, Alyssa Page. We had an incredible conversation that night after the tournament, uh, just the three of us, and then um, I, I managed to sleep for a couple hours before catching a very early flight on Monday morning. So I think, regardless of where you stand on the politics the decision i don't think you can argue that like i said Paige pierce and madison walker and tina who also played who never plays anymore practically tina yeah competitive uh, events yeah i don't know if there's a better i don't know if there's a better group of women to lead the fpo division i just i i'm extremely happy and proud to uh to know that they are um, putting forth what they feel is their best effort and leadership in the community. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So uh, clearly there was, a, I think, a story that was either must have been the, yesterday that uh, I, I'm guessing regurgitated everything that had gone down and or, you know, the post by page and everything else. And you want to go fight about it somewhere, feel free to go fight about it. But that that's uh, how things unfolded um here uh and, and then also saturday morning as i was heading to the event we of course saw the the very big news uh that uh, thomas gilbert had posted to his facebook and also to his instagram where he just uh boldly had professed that he is gay uh and i'm <laughs> i'm a little torn on this news because i don't want it to be news it shouldn't it's that's so exactly funny. what i wrote like, him <laughs> it, it it shouldn't be news yep 
<laughs> because nobody should really care. Care. No, nobody should care what <laughs> you know what every anybody's particular sexuality is. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, he made it news. Yep. And by and and I understand the world we live in right now, where having representation is a very important thing. And I know Thomas Gilbert did a uh, an interview with Alta World, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it. It came out today. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow because I think it's. Uh, I'd love to hear him talk about it. But I wish it wasn't news. I'm glad it is because I do believe that all representation uh, matters when yeah. it comes to that. And you see a lot of people on there like, well, I don't care what happens, and I get it. You may not care, but that's not to say that it's not important. Correct, and, and it's so. it's funny because you and I hadn't even really talked about it. No, but we, we haven't. Discussed one of the, this at all. the right after he had posted, uh, I said, "Love you, pal. I hate that this is even has to be a thing. No one should even have to care, but uh, um, no one should even have to care. But nothing in love and props and courage mm-hmm. to you." And yeah. uh, he had thanked me. So, well, and I'm also glad I, again, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it, along the same lines, I'm really glad he feels comfortable enough. To, to share that with everybody and yeah. not worry about any sort of backlash because, like it or not, there there can be. Oh, yeah. And we, we've, we've seen it in the past, and I would love to believe that we're starting to move past things like that, but I, that's not always the case. So, shout out to Thomas Gilbert and... Uh, awesome yeah and as he already knows we absolutely love and support you and we're super proud of you and uh i will say though the picture everyone's saying very memeable <laughs> so be on the lookout for thomas gilbert memes throughout the season i, I mean <laughs> because it was such a a good looking picture it was just and this a perfect, iconic backdrop just of a perfect Hawaii picture and... with enough space above him where you could probably put anything you wanted yeah. as far as text I have a feeling we're going to see some pretty good, solid memes come from that picture throughout the season. Yeah. Well, again, um, proud of you is is what we can say there. Uh, so, you know, and, and, and that'll that'll follow in a very similar but yet different way into, you know, another hot topic that we lightly did dance around or actually briefly touched on uh, during the regular show as well. Just talking about um, our masters and age-protected divisions. Mm. Largely feel... This is the controversial to talk. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> they largely feel uh, either disrespected or disregarded or not represented or or not not respected is, is maybe a, a good summation of it. Um, we're seeing that some large-scale events are not offering age-protected divisions and spots or, or the division at, even at all mm-hmm. in certain age divisions. And, you know, Dynamic Disopen is one of them. There's others that, yep. plenty of others that are also doing it. Uh, Dynamic Disopen is one of them. And and I think it's also largely because, you know, that's the the, the example being made because the some of the registration for Dynamic Disopen open today yeah. so hence this conversation was very timely so my question to you johnny is shoot somebody said it on the on the chat should should entities like the disc golf pro tour be adding and or shining spotlights on our age protected divisions absolutely <coughs> not no Ouch. no you sound Zero. like an ageist uh i'm ageist against people my age yes i'm 44 no, no 43 i'm 43 yep. i'll be 44 in march yep two um, months yeah so whatever um i i play am master pro master depends on the field depends if johnny mccray is showing up that's really what it comes <laughs> down to no uh no the pro tour shouldn't be period the pro tour should not be the disc golf pro tour should not be they should be laser focused on mpo and fpo right now that could change in five years if the sport continues to explode. But right now, at this very moment, the Disc Golf Pro Tour should There's have... There's still pros. The Disc Golf Pro Tour should have nothing to do with those divisions. Period. There's not... The, the Disc Golf Pro Tour, I'm going to say it a thousand times, still, the pros, the pro still hasn't turned a profit. The Masters could change that. Sure. 
Sure, they could, Terry. (laughs) For those of you audio listeners, Terry's laughing. Um, No, at this point, the Disc Golf Pro Tour should not be focused on that. Now, let's look at, I'm going to, because it's in the news, DDO. DDO has a elite series event, which is focused on MPO and FPO only. They are also running an AM event at the same time. That is focused on only AMs. Could Dynamic Disc put the AM, sorry, put the Masters with those AMs? Sure. And maybe you know this a little better. Terry, can you leave out divisions? Say they have an A tier and they're offering Pro Masters, uh, Program Masters. Can you not offer an open division? Can you say, sorry, we're not? Okay, so that, that right there, you could, in theory... Now, take that, take them and put them in this A tier. That does require additional volunteers. It, requ- it, will, it would require additional courses. It would require additional added cash because they, you are offering a pro division. So now you need to have probably, I think I heard a minimum of $2,500 added cash for an A tier. That would then get spread out. Um so there are reasons, there are things that you could do, and I think a lot of it comes down to what is the DDO attempting to do? Is it different than the GBO? And there's a few things we have to think about this year. Because if their goal is to have like the biggest event in the of the year, then they're clearly fa- going to be failing at that by mm. not including them. Mm. But um, quantity-wise, they could still they, have more. I, I still think... You're right, they could, but I think leaving out specific divisions is not the best way to kind of go about that. You could, numbers-wise, sure, you could have the, the biggest number. Mm-hmm. But DDO is also being run the same year as Worlds in Emporia. Pro Worlds. Oh, yeah, I've heard yeah, of that. that. And so a lot of this is probably due to the scaled-down effort that maybe the DDO is going to have to have in order to be able to accomplish both things the other avenue is looking at and i think i saw eric mccabe make this post that when you sign on as a disc golf pro tour event and i've never seen these contracts it's not my thing you have to make concessions and agreements to be a pro tour event one of the things that they highly recommend if not require is that the courses are strictly used for your event, MPO and FPO. So we know Jones, Super Jones Gold Platinum, whatever it's going to be called this year, um, is Jones East and Jones West Safari. And I I think they're going to be using the Country Club as well. Is it going to be two courses or is it just... Mm, that I don't know. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But l- let's just assume maybe it's just Jones Gold, which is East and West. Nobody else can be on that course. Period. You can't have another tournament. So right away, you're taking out two courses. So now if you want to bring in the Masters, Pro Masters, you need to find a different quality course for them. Um, Or multiple quality. Or multiple quality courses, depending on the size of your fields. I mean, and and that kind of hamstrings dynamic discs a little bit. Because what happens when you do bring these people in, but they're at a second tier course so to speak they're not at the premier quality course that everybody wants Then they will complain and say we don't get to play the best course why not why are we being treated like second class citizens yeah i I, I agree so if you just eliminate having them then it does eliminate a headache (laughs) no you get different complaints um so i i trust dd i i they Everything I've ever seen, they are doing, um, they have shown that they have the best in mind for disc golf. I've, I've, we've worked with the people there. I, I, I trust them explicitly. So I feel that they have the best interest of disc golf in mind. And that might mean leaving the masters out for this year. Like, like it or not, it, it might suck, but. And it's unfortunate because we do like to see the Masters. Sure. But as everyone knows, they they probably aren't, you know, one of the concerns has to be, I think as Dixon pointed out, 
you know, sure, they have a lot of discretionary income, but are they buying a bunch of discs? Pro Masters? Probably not. They're pros. They probably have their bag set. Are they bringing a lot of eyeballs or sponsorship opportunities to the courses? No, probably not. Do you need to have added cash? Yeah. They're really, unfortunately, they're a, a weight on the overall A tier as opposed to just dealing with AMs. It, so it's more difficult if you bring them in. I mean, there, there's there's no right answer. It's just well, this is the answer. And, and here it is, is the fact that it, it, we're seeing it on the board right now. People are, of course, frustrated that they're not offering some of the age-protected pro divisions. They're not offering enough of this division, that division. Someone is, has said there, there's eight spots uh, in FA1. I, I, and I'm just simply playing devil's advocate here. There could be 28 spots. That might not be enough. Mm-hmm. There, w- there could be 16 spots in, in MM, or M, now it's called MA60, and that might not be enough. And, I, and I, again, I don't have the numbers. There is no magic formula. Disc golf has gotten so big that there you can't just have unlimited divisions in all the divisions that you want. Now, could someone argue that there should be 8 versus 12 or or 12 versus 24? We could all make those arguments and the people that are going to be the most frustrated about that are usually the ones that they're directly impacted, um but you you might be part of the, an overall mi- minority. If they're going to Yeah, I and Ryan Pilcher even says that that even the Amfields are half the size of what they normally are. So this this event isn't to recreate what GBO was. Maybe we get that next year. Maybe when when Emporia doesn't have to deal with Worlds as well a, a few months later. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, if they're doing a scaled back version or a slightly reduced, uh, yeah, scaled back is the best. I don't I don't want to diminish any of their their efforts clearly, but I think if they're just scaling back in overall size. Can you blame them? Are you mad? I mean, I I guess here's here's the kind of the take the biggest takeaway is there is no longer any super high quality event that just simply has unlimited spots to play in. I mean, you could take this argument and we could apply it to dozens of other events. I mean, do you want to fight about BSF, about Beaver State Fling some more and, and how, you know, the what that's like to try and get into that every year or when the, the Masters Cup, for instance, you know, has this big fight every year because so many people want to play these really good events. Mm-hmm. There's not a perfect solution. There's just not. No. And I'm not just saying, well, you know, suck it too bad. But no yeah. matter what you, no matter what you do, you're going to seemingly look like you're you're uh against some other division or some other entity when you're doing it well if i take okay let's just use this example let's take 12 spots out of somewhere and give that to fa1 as is one example on the board where are those other 12 spots coming from because you know what if you go over to the guys at at las vegas they shifted some numbers around and clearly that made some people really happy and it really probably ticked off other people. There's just not a perfect solution when you have a high and high quality event that literally hundreds or thousands of people want to participate in. And just the supply of spots isn't there. I mean, this I feel like this is so obvious, but yet you're really mad when you don't get in. And I I I I, I sympathize with you. But it's not just as easy as like waving a wand and we'll put in another course, run another weekend. This this all comes back to my one of my most hated <laughs> lines or concepts in disc golf, which is should you know what you should do, and that's as I say the direct cousin to what you're doing currently doesn't do enough for me. There's a lot of people throwing around a lot of. Uh, not so brilliant ideas, but that would absolutely be self-serving to them. So uh, we've we've kind of <laughs> tangented a little, if that's the phrase, uh, but a little bit. Uh, but here's my point, Pro Masters. I love you. You are my peers, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. I, I, we, Johnny and I grew up with you, watching you, getting beat by you. <laughs> you guys kicked our butt for years. <laughs> Whatever the case might be, I, this is not a disrespect to the players. When I say 
start your own tour then. Don't 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 try to mandate that someone else creates a service for you. Don't I, I don't I it's it's such this weird almost entitled philosophy of well, I'm this old, I have money, provide something for me. <laughs> sure, somebody might step up and I hope to God someone does. But just to be like, well, I think this entity should do it, and these guys should absolutely change their business model, and now they should they, they should uh, succumb to my wishes. Says who? It's so frustrating to read. Somebody, there was a thread this weekend, and people were talking about it, and somebody said, Terry, you should start it. No, I've got no damn interest in doing that. Mm-hmm. I've run 300 tournaments. I've put in 30 courses. I've put up a 1,000 videos on YouTube. I'm busy working live almost every weekend. I, I'm not interested in running Terry, a tour. Terry, Terry, I support it. Let me sell you on this concept here. <laughs> but no, how would jump you, in a lake. How would you <laughs> like to lose a few <laughs> yes. hundred thousand dollars? Okay, okay, go on. You, you, you've uh, got I've, me hooked. I've, I've got you. I can potentially lose a ton of money. Go on. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is... How many hours do I get to work to do this? Oh, probably 80 to 90 a week. Mm, okay, okay, yep. And, yep. And, um, and, and you can lose a bunch of money by running tournaments for Masters-aged players. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, I'm sure in five or seven or in 10 years this might pay off for you might oh i maybe could break even you, after i'm completely berated and 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 stomped on and and underappreciated could i do that could i get yeah, that too a little yeah. because if salt and pepper dash of those if if our top tier organization still can't quite turn a profit i'm sure that these masters that very few people truly want to watch yes I mean, l- go take a look at any master's coverage, post-production coverage, and look at the numbers. So just reflect on I've those. covered plenty. Yeah. Go check it. You can find it on my channel. Yeah. So I, I've, I, we can't say it enough times. I, we love you people. I do. We love the divisions. I'm all for them. I'm all for a tour existing and being created and happening. I hope it happens. For God's sakes, maybe if I ever had a weekend off, I'd go then play an event on said tour. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would enjoy doing some coverage if I was available to do it. But that that is not the same as saying, I demand that some entity changes their business model to suit me. And that's what it feels like the large sentiment is out there. And and I, do, I don't need to hear that. Uh, you know, we're somehow disrespecting people by not hap- uh, offering it or hap. It'd be more disrespectful uh, to have it and have it be half ass. Because right now, a large complaint that comes in and is fielded is, yeah, um, these divisions, like you just said, are offered, but we we weren't we justly weren't, treated. And we here's yeah. for these eight reasons. And, and I'm not saying those are necessarily invalid, but I'm saying you're running a risk when you're hosting an event. Because guess what? A spotlight can't be on every single person all the time. It just can't happen. That's why we've seen worlds split up into various divisions. That's why we see very specific majors in a lot of scenarios. A bright spotlight cannot be shined on literally every single participant in a given weekend when you're talking three, four, five, nine hundred, two thousand people. It just can't happen. So somebody is always going to feel like they're getting the short end of the stick. Why are we playing this course? Why did I have to drive that far? The course is good, but I had to drive an hour to play. Yeah. Because you you wanted to be here this weekend, and that was the opportunity that presented itself mathematically. Like, it, it, as you're saying, I guess that's another good way to summarize it is rather than have you feel unfulfilled or frustrated or that, that it's it doesn't meet your standards, if you just don't offer it at all, then at least you don't get that compl- you know, those complaints. <laughs> I mean, feel, anyway. Feel the complaints now or feel the complaints later. I, I, I get it. Uh, I, I encourage everyone to go run some of those tournaments to start this. Li- I will be the first person to throw in on supporting this tour. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen. I'm saying it absolutely should happen. I hope it does. But th- th- find somebody to do it. it Don't or, or or get some people to step up and do it. 
but just to point your finger and say, hey, you need to provide a service for me because I'm demanding it. Mm-hmm. Seems a little. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're willing to eat probably thousands of dollars minimum for a few years and with zero return probably, please go start a senior tour <laughs> or a master's tour, whatever you want to call it, because you're not making money. You have the potential in the future to make money, and if maybe if you're on the ground floor, that's that's phenomenal. If you can afford to take that 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 leap, I I wish you nothing but the best, and I think it would be awesome. I would watch a little bit. I guarantee you, sure, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, this this all comes from a place of love because, like we said, not only are we the, this age, we've also been around for yeah. 25 years. So I can appreciate all of these people and all of this play and I can appreciate the concept. It it all falls apart for me when you're demanding who should be doing it for you. That that's the part where I fall apart. At any rate, we're going to move on, yes. but that's enough ranting for me for now. Uh, reading off of the board, uh, Scout says, what's the point of age-protected divisions for the PDGA? I think it's to provide an opportunity to be uh, competitive competitive with people that are of similar uh, age brackets. And I think it's very common in a lot of sporting activities. I'm not opposed to any of those. Like, I, I love that they exist. I'm all good with them. Um but I, the point is, and, and, and think I, about it this way. I want to see age-protected MMA events. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to see some 60-year-olds just pounding the crap out of each other. Uh, yeah, yeah. To, to also... How come how come, age, how come there's no age-protected MMA? Why are we getting that's shafted? That's funny because there are in, in so many other sports. That's one that doesn't happen. I know, one, huh? because it's a violent sport. <laughs> but I think that would be the most funny one to watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good with them existing. Um, but if, if you need any potential proof of concept, tell me how the P- PGA seniors tour is doing and, and, and maybe the players on it and the tour is doing just fine, mm-hmm. but it's still never going to get the spotlight, nor really should it that the PGA, that is. the PGA is going to get it's that's not to say I don't like Nick Faldo or the bear or whomever else. That doesn't that doesn't mean I'm sitting down on uh, Sunday afternoons to watch them. Dan, aren't you Masters Age? Yeah, no, you have you you were Masters Age when I met you. So that unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for you, but I love you, buddy. Well, that's, that's only because no Masters Age was 35 back then, right? Dan? That's true. Wait. Yeah, if you're old enough to know that, folks, Masters Age for disc golf used to be 35, not 40. They changed that. Oh, they totally screwed me when they did. I'm just kidding. They didn't. <laughs> no, but we. I think we do know somebody that, in like, he turned 35 the year they changed it, so he can't wait five more years. Uh, I think that was EP. Yeah, that was Eric Paulson. Yep. Mm. <laughs> uh, pretty funny. All right. Um, what else is on the board out there? I see Christie's out there. Good to see you, Christie. Uh, going back and forth. Scout recyclers. Uh, is, is Scout saying then we shouldn't be pushed out of an A tier? You were never in to begin with, so how can you get pushed out? Yeah, I, uh, I, I, again, we could just talk in circles, and I'm, I'm going to try not to. Um, it, nobody's owed anything, is what I would say. All right. Mm. Somebody asked JVD. It's been a few weeks. How's the VR treating you? Have you been playing with your? Uh, with the Oculus that I got for uh, mm-hmm. Mason, <laughs> um, I didn't. Uh, this past weekend, I went to up north and hung out with uh, a bunch of high school friends that we try to get together once or twice a year, and we haven't for two years because of COVID. So I brought that along, but we never got a chance to get it out and play. Um, I've really only played Beat Saber just a little bit. And then I think we watched like one or two roller coaster videos in the VR. And that's that's honestly all we've had the chance. We Again, in this household for the past week and a half, we've been doing nothing but playing Catan in our free time. Found out two days ago that we were playing the game very wrong. Mm. <laughs> so we learned all the correct rules. That sounds boring. It, it kind of is. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, we all kind of just skimmed the rules. 
and we didn't really <laughs> dig into them. And so suddenly you're like, oh no, this means something different than what me than what you thought it meant. Uh, you know, so we're starting to play by the real rules of Catan now. But either way, that's all we've been doing in our spare time at this house is my son is just obsessed with Catan. So we've been playing that. Uh, yeah, that's about it. All right. I want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Gatekeeper Media. Uh, I believe for all, th- uh, well, I was going to say 30. I think there's 31 days in January. I believe every day in January they're releasing a new video. Uh, and uh, I think every single one of them is uh, with Andrew Fish as some kind of uh, entire month of tips and tutorials. So big shout out. Obviously, go check those out um, as those continue to drop and get released. Uh, speaking of. Okay, that that's not really a segue. Uh, wh- when do you think we're going to see or hear uh, final confirmation on a few of our other signings? Are you are you surprised? Does it matter that we don't no. know if, if, if they're it going doesn't. to a major manufacturer? Or is there anything special they might be waiting on? Uh, uh, art, stamps, graphics, yeah, that's videos? Exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. First of all, um, one of the things I was very disappointed with in the Haley King signing was that there was no Haley King discs available right away. Mm. I believe that if you want to, like we saw with Chris Dickerson and releasing that we saw with Ricky and Kona, if you want to really strike while the iron is hot and take advantage of your signing, have all that stuff in play. Hey, guess what? We've signed this person. And then a half hour later, you can go to our website and buy these discs. Mm. They didn't have that for Haley. And and I I don't know. Just a missed opportunity. I think it's a missed opportunity. That's all. Um, and I'm hoping that wherever Cat is going or Nico is going, but I'll, I'll stick with Cat right now, that they are they are prepping this. So we might not see it for another week or two, depending on how all the negotiations went, depending on when, you know, things were signed. We're hearing from, you know, players that we talked to that some of this stuff has barely been going on since October, November, at least, to get prepped. Mm-hmm. Well, if Cat wasn't making those connections back then maybe her decision to leave prodigy was more recent so all that stuff gets pushed back we might not see or hear of a cat signing for a week or two or three weeks i Mm. selfishly i hope it's soon but i also want whoever signs her to be able to immediately say here's our cat here's our katrina discs two-time world champion katrina allen you can get her name on this disc and everybody go buy it because i think that if you don't do that you're missing a good opportunity to connect with your fans and make some money make for the player money. for the player and the manufacturer. Yeah. How, how many Chris Dickerson's discs sold today probably? Uh all of them, Brittany told me. Did she? Really? Yep. Okay. She sent me a message said they're all sold out. I right. I don't know how many that is, but I all is I. a good number. <laughs> yeah, all in this case I'm guessing <laughs> what, all is a great number. Whatever all is is a great number. As so, long as it was, you know, upwards of 10,000 of them now. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the exact numbers, but she did message me and said, by the way, they're all sold out. Great. So, so good job. I'm, 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 I'm just going to assume it was all smashies because of this interview. Oh, yeah. I mean. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so, no. Does it shock me that Kat or Nico haven't announced yet? Absolutely not. Uh, I want them to. I don't know if Nico is going to get a sponsor. Well, he could either a not have offers or b just not be interested. Yeah, that, I mean, it could be either. He he could work with Gateway again. Mm-hmm. He could go to back to another manufacturer. He could go with an open bag, go with Drew Gibson style, maybe sponsor specific discs, kind of mm-hmm. like Scott Stokely is doing. Uh, I have no idea. Cat mm. could be doing the same thing. I don't think so much with Cat, but she could be. Cat's not out of the bag yet. The cat is not out of the bag. Hmm. All right. I am uh, excited. I'm going to be heading to Shelly Sharp this weekend. Just uh, throwing that out there. And, uh, of course, it's the A tier out in well, Arizona. I almost said California. Out in Arizona. Uh, exciting. I think uh, w- one of the gentlemen that uh, is, I know, out there playing, practicing, and getting ready already, Kale LaVisca. 
Uh, I think he's still in in hopes of selling his RV that he had recently acquired, a large large RV, uh, but they're uh, looking to go a different direction, so they're selling that. He said he wants to sell it to a disc golfer. Can't he ideally... just bat his eyes and sell <laughs> yeah. it? Like, uh, oh, oh, okay. you want to buy this, right? <laughs> no, I was looking for a Kia Soul. I yeah, and then Kale next thing you know, <laughs> they're driving they're driving off. away in the RV. <laughs> Kale could pull that one off, but um, uh, he's out there already in Arizona. That's exciting. And you know, I've said it before. Adam Hammes has has had four opportunities to win the uh, these two events in the last two years, and he's won all four of those opportunities. So he's clearly the man to try and dethrone out there. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, and excited to bring you guys coverage from out in Arizona this weekend. All right, somebody says I'm new here, so ignore me if you've talked or mentioned this in the past, but I'm curious. What did you guys think of Mulligans, the Fort were the world championship level courses? Um yeah, I mean, without uh, I don't want to say beating too much of a dead horse. Yeah, clearly I feel like the Fort uh very challenging. It provided all of that. I mean, we saw scores kind of all over the place and you know just kind of even doing the rewatch uh recently and watching the final round of the fpo uh battle it it gave me another appreciation for just how tough that course really is and then mulligans you know i mean i I said it today those two courses you know a lot of people talk about smuggler's notch and really love the fox run meadows course and then love going uh over to brewster ridge and there's just totally opposite courses, super tight, super wooded, and challenging, technical. And then you go out to a relatively open. Now, Mulligans is definitely on way way more so even on the scale of open. Uh, it still has the cart pass and the OBs and the bunkers and the, and the water to deal with. It, it, was it as challenging as maybe we would like to see at a Worlds? Possibly not. Uh, you know, we'd like to see it even a little bit tougher, but it certainly provided a... I don't know, yin yang or or and there was some excitement out there as well. Was Sarah Holcomb's ace? I believe she did that at Worlds on hole eighteen. Yep. Yep. Um, We we saw a few. I mean, we saw some controversy out there at that course with Paige Pierce missing the OB and then Mm -hmm. not being able to see or the Mando. Sorry, yeah, not the OB, the Mando. Um, The wind picked up, which made that course more difficult than we've seen at times. It's. Uh, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but it definitely provided some uh, diverse disc golf, which I think is the most we can ask for. It's very difficult to find two courses that are diverse and both phenomenal. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, you know, we're going to see Smuggler's Notch, which I th- you could argue is that. But, uh, man, there's it's tough to find two courses like that anywhere in almost any city. So, you know. Sometimes it's just good enough. I'm going to scroll up. Uh, By the way, I like the courses. Yeah, tomorrow, just so you guys know, if you're still live watching now, and uh, (laughs) tomorrow being Wednesday the 12th, yeah, the 12th, uh, is going to be the Wednesday rewatch of the Katrina and Paige and the final round of the FPO battle that took place at the World Championship. So I just want to make sure everybody knows that's, I believe, exclusively out there and will be provided on the Disc Golf Network. I myself uh, was in there as I was the on-site, on-field on field reporter and interviewer, and uh, then Mo, who is our producer, was also in on it. Uh, Kat was unable to make it. So uh, you hear from Mo and I. And we talk about the play, of course, but we also talk about some other. I think you'd find some interesting tidbits, uh, things that were said and talked about in the control room during that time. And just as the, the, the you know, this epic round unfolded, um, I, I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. Galactic Conqueror says, Terry, if you want to join up with the Disc Golf Pro Tour of Old Farts, we'd love to have you. Yeah, as I said, um, I fully support the notion, the concept, the idea. Uh, and if if there's some weekends you should do it. where I'm available, um, you, you just might see me there as part of it. But I'm I'm excited for somebody to take the initiative and run with it. Terry, why again? You should do that. I mean, a lot of people say that 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 those divisions are also the ones that either are retired and or have more time and the discretionary income. So, 
Sounds like one of them should start the damn tour. I mean, if you once you put all those things together, right? I didn't think of all of that, Terry. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me get my checkbook out. <laughs> okay. All right. We beat that dead horse. Uh, yeah. Cody says, Terry and Johnny B, did Ezra already. pass on the RV to Chris Dickerson, or has Discraft got another RV? Um, I believe it was another RV. Yeah. I feel like he... Well, he had said that's the one that maybe Chandler and and maybe even Yuli were in at one point. I... To be totally fair, I think they've had two or three or four different RVs, and I don't know which one's which anymore. Same used to be with DD. They had like one or two, and it was pretty easy to keep everything, you know, relatively um, or, uh, intact or organized or what's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, keep everything together in your head. Well, now I don't know. There's RVs floating around everywhere, and... Sounds like they're sharing them or dishing them out left and right. You get an RV and you get an RV, Oprah style. All right. Music City is taking place. I think we're going to see that on the Silver Series, I think, this year, as it was an NT last year. Um, okay, yes, today's the 12th. Thank you. Clarification, all that good stuff. Um yeah, I, I thought by starting an hour early, we were going to get done a little earlier, but we've actually gone later than... Uh, well, no. Well, here, here's what's funny is... 12.15. It is, I know. And my, my computer for this last month, this computer has not... is set to one. So I kept thinking, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's long. But either way, um, we've got a giveaway tonight. We do. We do. Um, we're going to give away a sweatshirt tonight from Paragon. Yeah, we are. It's this particular sweatshirt. It's an XXL, but it... It runs just a touch small. I'm wearing a Smashbox one right now, for those of you who are watching. Nice one. These are the ones that we gave out to our Patreon supporters at the clothing level. Well, with the box that Miles had sent, he sent a few other items, uh, and this is one of them. And The the t-shirts are XXL as well, but I figure an XXL sweatshirt tends to fit better than an XXL t-shirt. So I'm going to give away... The, uh, the Paragon Disc Sports sweatshirt today um, to our Patreon support, to one of our Patreon supporters. And again, if you would like to be eligible for this giveaway, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash smashbox TV. If you enjoy the stuff that you saw tonight, and I don't know how you couldn't mm. with Chris and Brittany and then Paul Macbeth and mm-hmm. a little tiny bit of Harrison <laughs> and a spot of Hannah Macbeth. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, what's a dollar? It's a dollar to you. It means a lot to us. So show your support. Patreon.com slash Smashbox TV. So Terry, we have 180 people eligible for our giveaway this week. Hmm. I always somehow arrive at the number two yep. one way or another. Or you avoid it and think you arrive at it. <laughs> yeah. But we tend to avoid it lately. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Why don't we go ahead... I mean, it is our second podcast of the year, so let's go ahead and... Two guests. Technically three guests. Yeah, three. Three is the number I was going to go for anyway. Three is the number, so we're going to generate three different numbers on random.org. The third number will then correspond with our Patreon spreadsheet. I sorted it by email address. It has been sorted by email address. So the third number spotted will be the one that corresponds to a Patreon supporter of ours. So it's not number 42. It's not number 132. It's going to be number 171. Oh, is that Frederico Sorensen? I don't know. Let me double check. 171. So I'm going to scroll down to 171. And then I will reach out to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, funny. It, it is Tim Quartz. Tim, who's on the board right now. Congratulations, Just Tim. Actively listening, yeah. Tim. Wow, that is incredible. So Tim Quartz, number 171. Congratulations, Tim. We'll get this Paragon sweatshirt. We'll reach out to you. I'm sure we've got your... Your, yeah, I do have your address here. I'll read it out to everybody. It is seven hundred. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, one, two, one, two, three Main Street in anywhere USA. Yes. So, congratulations, Tim. 
Yeah, Tim, I think, won at one point last year. Someone says, it's always Tim. No, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Tim Tim won sometime last year, but that's about it. But we do talk about Tim quite a lot because he does some wonderful things like uh, provide artwork for us mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So, Tim, you're going to get a Paragon sweatshirt. One away was Tyler Brickley and one away was Tim Lucas, but Tim Quartz. Well, let's start doxing the them all. That's I mean, what I would do. Yeah, we totally could. But we're not going to. Ah, you're no fun. Tim Court says he never got whatever he won last year. Ah, you sure didn't. Probably, Tim. Probably not. Well, either way, you're going to get this one. Yeah, you're going to get this whether you like it or not. Yeah, it will be on the way. So thank you. Again, thank you to all the Patreon subscribers and supporters that we have out there. You are our favorite. Yes. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else in the disc golf community. I mean, there, there was a lot. I feel like that took place besides the Haley and Chris Dickerson conversations. There just in general was really a lot that uh, had gone down here in the last few days. So yeah, Paul touched on it and I don't know much about it, but you know, Ricky was on another podcast regarding talking about Bitcoin, Mm. a non disc golf related podcast. So right away that, you know, that $250,000 signing bonus is, I want to say paying dividends, but getting the the name out there a little bit. Yeah, and and I think that is some really clever marketing marketing for sure for for both yeah for disc golf uh, just in general um, to put it out there. I I yeah I thought that was a clever marketing move. Well done by all of them. All right, I'm I'm scrolling down my list and see if there's anything else that I had to cover or worry about. I'm not seeing anything else that's jumping out at me in a major way. Um, so I think we can actually we can put a bow on this. We can start wrapping it up. How crazy is that? Big episode. Thank you, Galactic Conqueror. And honestly, thank you. We still have hundreds of people that are tuned in. Thank you guys for tuning in and trusting us. <laughs> I, I, I have to stop and chuckle at that. But yes, trusting us to give you guys maybe a little uh, insight hopefully some behind the scenes um some some perspectives and other things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise get or um maybe you wouldn't get either on your own or from even another source or outlet or maybe we just regurgitated everything because everybody's smarter than us that's possible too but either way thank you guys for joining us tonight we hope that uh you consider subscribing we're here every Tuesday night. Normally, we start at 9 p.m. Central. Uh, tonight was one of those kind of weird exceptions, all because of Brittany Dickerson. I'm going to blame her. She takes the blame. But normally, 9 p.m. Central is when we get started, and we're looking forward. We're here in 2022, and we are now now just a few weeks away from All-Stars, from Disc Golf Con, from the Disc Golf Pro Tour fully starting up, and everything else that it has to offer. So couldn't be more excited about it. For Johnny V and myself, Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy, for Brittany and Chris Dickerson, along with Paul McBeth, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for being here in the after show. We'll see you next week for 386 when you step inside the Smashbox.